quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her questions via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. And then she can either type her responses or use their voice-to-text feature. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. This book becomes a legacy, something your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I used mylifeinabook.com to compile my own stories to give to my daughters for Mother's Day. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code PEACE at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code PEACE for 10% off today. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood. Yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connective parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome back to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle and I am so glad you're here. (laughs) Thank you for joining me. I want to talk a little bit about electronics, the arch nemesis of parenting. I want to try to give a few little tips on how to navigate some situations with electronics, give you some insight uh, around electronics and try to help us better understand them. So they're in our world and I don't think there's any getting them out of our world. There'll be a lot of debates on how much time you should, you know, give your kids and how much time, you know, you should let where you should limit them. And I, I think it's different for every family. I think it's different for every age group of child. What I would say in general is what I like to do as, as they get older is try to have them find the space where it doesn't feel good anymore. And sometimes it takes a minute for them to regulate. So as they get older, you know, there's not a lot we can do about their electronics use as they possess their electronics kind of on their own. So before that happens, we'd like to give them some space to have enough autonomy around it. Because if you restrict it too much, it becomes very desirable. And I've said this uh, before about sweets um, as well. But when we restrict something, it gives it more desire. So that becomes really hard. And what's hard about it is that we think we're doing the right thing by restricting it, right? But at the same time, we're creating this space where our kid is waiting so patiently or impatiently, like, when can I have it? And then when they have it, they're so zoned out because they know they only have it for a certain amount of time. And so it, it oftentimes backfires. So you have to find that sweet spot where you give your kid just enough, where it doesn't feel like it's too restrictive, 
And you also don't give them too much to where you feel like they're totally zombied out, but do you allow them to zombie out a little bit so they find that spot where they don't feel good and they want to put the electronics down? Now, that is a longer, more involved process. But there are some things that we know about electronics. And what I've seen with kids and electronics is that when they are offered good connection, when they're offered good connection with us or with their friends or something um, connected with a person, they will often choose the connection piece over the person. Now, it isn't a steadfast rule. And we see that sometimes when the parent-child relationship is icky or sticky or not doing well for the moment, then we see children who reject connection. And I know when I'm not doing well with my kids, they will reject connection with me because they're angry with me. And so they'll be like, no, I don't want to hang out with you. And I think a kids will do that if they don't feel that the relationship is really good. They'd rather be in their electronics than be with you. And maybe they are also worried that the time that you're going to spend with them isn't going to necessarily be time where they aren't going to be lectured or punished or talked to in a certain way, or they don't, you know, they might be feeling shame in those moments or whatever it is. If they don't believe that the moments that you're creating with them are really like based on what they want to do. Like we say with special time, like special time should be totally 100% kid driven. So that's a good way to maintain connection. It's one of the tools is to have daily special time with your kids, even teenagers. And we don't have to call it special time, but we find 20 minutes a day where we can really dive into our child's world. So this leads me to my next point here is that when we dive into our child's electronic world, now I always say, no, no, I'm, there's always an exception to every rule, right? I always say don't use electronics for special time, but I do say there's an exception to that rule. So if you're in this place where you're really kind of having an icky time getting your kid to connect with you because maybe you've been using punishments or rewards or maybe you guys have been fighting a lot or maybe they're feeling a lot of shame or whatnot, then I would try to, because every kid likes electronics, we know this, get, say, all right, we're going to do electronic special time today. And maybe you do one every week for a few weeks to garner goodwill and to get your kid bought into you. And then when you get into that electronic use time with your kid, the special time, you are into it. You're playing Fortnite like you've never played Fortnite before. And you are allowing them to you know, boss you around and to take control and you're really getting into it and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait till next week we can do another one. This is so exciting. And you are showing a lot of goodwill because you're trying to garner goodwill and, and you're trying to garner influence. And when we show interest in someone, just think about it. When you have a friend and all your friend does is talk about either themselves or about how bad things are or how negative things are or how you need to improve on things, you don't really want to hang out with that friend. So that's where our special times really becomes this place where we can remedy that. So when we offer to use electronics during our special time, we garner a lot of goodwill and we create a space where we're getting into their world and we're caring about what they care about. Especially if you have a kid who's deeply into video games or deeply into a certain show or really obsessed with something that's on their electronics, I would suggest that you spend some time, not every special time, but sometimes during the week getting in there with them. It will really give you a lot of bonus points. So Esme and I watch shows together sometimes. P likes to watch Dance Moms. Oh my gosh, I cannot take Dance Moms, but I I watch it. (laughs) Abby Lee. 
she's not that great, but we, we watch it sometimes and she'll be like, mom, I know you don't want to watch it. I'm like, no, no, no. I, I want to watch Abby Lee. I can't wait to see what she's going to do this time. So we get to have some, also some commonality, some things that we can talk about with one another and it creates relationship. So get into your child's world. I'd say that for a special time too. Even if it's not electronics use, getting into your child's world in some way or another um, really helps them see you as having less control, them having more control, and it brings a myriad of positivity and a myriad of positive things in your relationship. So that's one piece of electronics and connection. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before my period. I always used to feel like I was walking in quicksand and craving the most unhealthy of foods. My sleep was always off and my moods were unpredictable. Now it's easier to manage PMS with EstroControl. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. And the biggest benefit, feeling like myself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 14,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off the entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code PEACE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PEACE for 15% off today. This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. ByHeart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. ByHeart is an easy-to-digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. ByHeart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about ByHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. Another piece that I find is that we have a hard time getting our kids off of their electronics. Like they zombie out. You say, you know, you've got, there was the one hour limit where it's, it's time to turn it off and you come nicely and you say, okay, and give them the warning and everything. 10 more minutes before you got to turn your electronics off. And they say, okay, mom, no problem. Okay, dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when it comes to turn the electronics off, it's like a complete meltdown, which is normal, completely normal because they have a hard time because it's so, I mean, these are addictive machines, right? And we're saying, get off this amazingly incredible, entertaining, addictive machine and come do your homework. Yikes. I don't want to do that. Do you? I I definitely, that's why many of us wait until the end of the day to, you know, watch our TV. We've, we've learned, right. We watch our shows late at night because we know that we don't want to get off and we can binge watch five or six of them. It's one in the morning, still doing it. So we're no better, but here are a couple little things that might work and might help. They're not going to be foolproof. One is I like to get into... So if I know my child's going to turn their electronics off or I'd like them to turn it off in the next 10 minutes or whatever, instead of giving them the warning, I come over. You can give them the warning too. I don't think warnings really work actually. I think they just, you know, they make us feel good, but I don't think they actually work, but you could try it. 
I like to get into the electronics with my kids. So I'll sit next to him and be like, oh, oh, Abby Lee, what's she up to today? Oh, I knew she was going to do, oh, Abby, she's mean. And I get into the show with my child. And then I notice when a good place might be to stop. Is it at the commercial break? There's a commercial. Is it, do I wait till the end of the episode? Because when we have an arbitrary time, like two hours, it might not seem doable for a child who is at the very end. What if they have 10 minutes left in their episode? Or what if everybody's playing Fortnite and they have to just pull the plug and it ruins the game for everyone? So can you come in and observe what's going on? And can you find a good spot to say, okay, you know what? This is coming to an end when this episode's over, we're all done, right? Or saying in the Fortnite game, as soon as the next person dies, we're out. You know, really trying to be mindful of where they're at. Because what if you were watching Yellowstone? I love Yellowstone, by the way. And is it 1884 and 1923? I'm getting all the numbers wrong, but (laughs) the one that's in the 1800s and the one that's in the 1900s, I love those two. And if somebody came in, why? Well, Elsa. Elsa's my favorite character, by the way. And I named my car after her. Not Elsa from Disney, but Elsa from 1884, I think it is. Please correct me if I'm wrong, everyone. But I named her, my car, Elsa, because of her. But if it was an incredible scene where Elsa was doing something and somebody just pulled the plug on me, I would lose my mind. So I get it. I get why these kids are losing their minds. We can't really just pull the plug. We have to be more mindful about it. We really do. It's not fair to just pull the plug. Now I know everyone's going to say, oh, I have a time constraint and I got to go to school, this and that. So if you have a time constraint, you have to go to school and you have all these things going on, probably not the best place or time for electronics. Be mindful about when you're giving your child their electronics too, so that you know that you have space to turn it off. And brings me to my next point, that you have space to turn it off where they can have a tantrum. Because even if you give the warning, even if you sit next to them and you know pick a good spot to turn it off, they might still have a meltdown. And that is okay. But how do you respond to it? You respond to it like this. Really hard to turn it off, buddy. I get it. This is hard. I understand you're upset. I'm right here. I know. And they're going to say, you're mean. I hate turning off my electronics. You're so mean. Everybody else gets to have them all day and I don't and blah, blah, blah. You let them have their feelings and you hold space and you validate where you can. You say, I understand. I get it. I know it's hard. And if that makes them more angry, let them get more angry. They need to get it out. They get to have their tantrum. And it might be a 20-minute tantrum. It might be a 60-minute tantrum. I don't know. But we stay regulated and calm through that tantrum because they can be upset that their electronics are having to be turned off. So again, wherever you're putting this electronic usage time, do you have the space to have the tantrum? Because it's happening probably a lot more often than you think. And when we're ready for it and prepared, then it makes it easier to navigate. Now, what I can say too, is that this has helped me in the past and lots of clients that sometimes I'll say, okay, when electronics time is over, we're going to do special time because now you're transitioning into connection. And sometimes that can be super helpful for kids, especially little kids. They'll really go for that. Even middle school kids, high school kids, maybe, maybe not, but It depends on the kid. It also depends on how your relationship is going. If your relationship is going well, they're more likely to say yes to the connection piece, right? So that's why we have to work on connection altogether, meaning getting rid of consequences and bribes and threats and punishments and all these things. If you're also using those pieces, then the relationship won't feel so good for your kid. So offer them connection. 
or offer them to play like, oh, I want to do tag outside or let's do can't get past me. Let's do pillow fighting or wrestling. Can you offer a game as, that you can play as like group? Can you offer some sort of connection as a way to get them off their electronics or a way to transition them off their electronics? Because when they come off their electronics too, they're bananas. They're like totally disconnected, cuckoo bananas, nutcakes, the little ones, especially the older ones, not so much. They can move in and out pretty good. Mine can these days. Mine are pretty good with the electronics. I don't have a lot of limiting, but they really choose my kids who are soon to be 18 and 15. They really choose connection over their electronics. Now they want to hang with their friends. They want to hang with me. They want to hang with each other, but don't get me wrong. They've spent you know, goodly amount of time on their electronics as well. And I think we all do. So this is the world we're living in. And I think we're going to see a big fallout at some point. We're probably already seeing it. I don't even know it, but a big fallout around, you know, addiction to electronics and just how, how bad it's become for some folks. But there's a lot of research and, and thought process around this idea that connection is the opposite of addiction. Now, some people believe that. Some people don't believe that. I tend to believe it to an extent. I really do believe that the more connected relationships you have, the more connected you feel to your people, the less likely you are to become addicted to things. Now, does that mean you won't you know, be on your electronics a lot? I'm not sure. What I do know is that when kids and people feel better, we have a lot of addiction in, our, in my family. And people have used AA and AA is that's the whole basis of AA, right? It's that if you have these connections to people, that those connections will really help you stay sober. I believe that too, also with parenting, just as a totally, completely (laughs) random idea is that I believe when you are connected to people who are doing this work in parenting too, when you have a community, when you feel connected to this work with other folks you too can make a change, right? You too can become sober off of, of punishments and, re- and rewards. You too can abandon those ideas because you feel connected to the people around you and that helps you feel better about what you're doing. It helps you you know, feel not so alone. When you don't feel so alone, you don't need your addiction so much or you don't need your default parenting so much. So anyways, just as an aside. So that piece is the other piece is can you offer your child some sort of connection as a way of transitioning out of that electronic haze, that disconnected haze. I hope some of these are helpful. I really do believe that the more connected your relationship is, the less your child will want to use their electronics. Now I'm not talking like exceptionally, like a big, big amount less, you know, or that it greatly increases or decreases it. But I do believe that it is an underlying factor of just how they interact with everything in their world, including electronics. All right. I hope this was helpful. Thank you for joining me on the Peace and Parenting Podcast. And I hope you guys are here next time. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.